Welcome to Empowered by Women for Women. This podcast brings you inspirational women and their stories, their successes and their experiences along the way. Join us to be challenged and inspired. Brought to you by Invintage and hosted by myself, Trudy Kerr. Today we are joined by the legend, Rita D'Arcano. At 94 years old, Rita has an immense legacy. And you wouldn't be wrong to assume that now would be the time for Rita to kick back and take it easy. But far from that, Rita is still dedicating her time to her two passions, food and philanthropy. Having hosted her own TV cooking shows, Rita Diacono, the legendary matriarch whose family owns successful franchises like New York Best Bistro and Rubino in Valletta, hasn't stayed out of the television limelight. When head chef Edward Diacono featured on popular Netflix series Restaurants on the Edge alongside his family... The family matriarch and kitchen goddess, Rana Rita, was right there too. But if you Google Rita, you will find reference upon reference to Rita's philanthropic works, having cooked meals for Matadeo staff during COVID, and more recently, Rita, the eldest member of Homestart, a service provided by the Children's Directorate, has been spending her personal time aiding families in need and going in to clean and buy supplies for them. Rita, a very warm welcome indeed. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much. It was an honor. It was an honor for me. We have had the pleasure and the privilege of talking to an awful lot of incredibly inspirational women through this series. But when we had the opportunity to, you, to, to interview you, we all jumped and got very excited. And there's several topics that I would like to cover today. Cooking, family, your support work. But if I was to ask you to describe yourself, how would you describe Rita? Myself? I have yes. to describe myself. You have to describe yourself. That's rather difficult, isn't it? <laughs> I'm a mad woman. That's the first. I like that. We can go with mad woman. <laughs> okay. Because at 94, I should be sitting down in my living room, either reading or watching television, which I hate with a passion. <laughs> but you're not. I don't like television. Good. Well, I'm... I prefer having a book in my hand than being staying there doing nothing and seeing television. And I love walking. I go walking on the front, the slimmer front. Because I, unfortunately, I don't drive. So I have to go to the slimmer front, which is not the same as I know it before. But I have no choice, so I have to. Especially now, the slimmer front has been taken over by the scooters. It's becoming dangerous for elderly people. You, know? you can find one scooter on one side. It's horrible, absolutely horrible. So, but coming back to the question, Rita, you, would, you're obviously a walker. Yes. So we just described that. But I would am you a describe yourself as a cook, as a chef, as a TV personality, as a, ph a philanthropist, or a mother, a grandmother, Grandma. a great grandmother? And a I mean, grand grandmother. And a great grandmother as well. A grand grandmother. For if 15. You... <laughs> That's a busy great grandmother. That is, honestly, for me, is the best thing I have. How would you define yourself? How would you say, who you are. If you met someone, you'd say, hi, I'm Rita, I am... 
It's a very difficult question. I'm Rita, an ordinary Rita Diakono, for me, like everybody else. Rita, what is your first passion? These are the things that family. you Family. That is my first preference. Family, my children, my grandchildren, my friends, my home. But has it always been that way? Because you've also had a very successful career. No, 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 I wouldn't say that. But I always loved cooking since I was young, very young, you know. And where I could help, I could help with everybody. Sometimes I help my grandchildren. Charitable work today, for example, I did, oh, I hate praising, I did eight dishes of macaronis, baked macaroni for charity. And that keeps you going. It keeps you going. You can't just sit down and do nothing. I am not that type of person, you know, I can't take it. And you can't watch television because you don't enjoy it. <laughs> so look, your first passion is the family. I love my family and I try to give them all my time where it's possible. Did the cooking start for you in your own family when you were oh, yes. young? Yes, absolutely. How did this come about? Absolutely, though my mother, this was before the war, never cooked. My mother had a cook. But our cook used to call me down to go in the kitchen. She used to tell me, come today and help me. I used to love it, and, and that started from there. But I was not allowed to go in the kitchen. But the cook used to call me. That's <laughs> very funny. My mother hated the kitchen. Did your mother ever find out that you were going in the kitchen? Oh, of course. And what did she say about it? What the hell are you doing? Chet, I don't want her down here, you know. Yes. Funny, isn't it? It's brilliant. I love it. So your mother found out that you were in the kitchen. Yes. And your passion for cooking... Yes. Absolutely, from the beginning. From okay. the very beginning. Stems from that experience. Just loved it. That's all. I grew up. Then I got married at a very young age. Much to my disapproval of my parents, because I was young. I was too young when I got married. Got married at 21. No, it was very young, 21, yes, yes. And we were only two in the family, me and my sister. And then I ended up with 11 children, eight boys and three girls, 30 grandchildren and 15 grandgrands. So I leave it to your imagination during Christmas, my shopping, my cooking. How is it that you didn't have a cook when your mother had had a cook. Didn't Having 11 children, did you not want help? No, I had a helper. She's still with me. Yes, she, she's 87. That's incredible. Yes, and she's still with me. I kept her with me. Yes, yes. She brought up my children. She helped me a lot. I couldn't do it alone. How can you? You can't raise a family like that alone. And today it's impossible to have such a large family. Everything, financially, everything. It is impossible. But, there is a big but, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's never a dull moment. I can't stay alone in the house. I want noise, continuous noise. <laughs> Going back to the cooking, a lot of people, if they had that many children, might see cooking as something they have to do. But you had a passion no. for it. You, you must have a passion for that. But why? Why did Rita have a passion? Because I grew up in that atmosphere. 
We had this cook. She always used to call me, much to my mother's disgust, you know. My father liked the kitchen too. My uncle liked the kitchen. We all, I think it's all in the family. My late cousin, who was the president's wife, Maria Tabona, was a brilliant cook. So I think it's something in the, in the family. We love cooking. My grandchildren decided to open the restaurants. That must make you very, very proud that that legacy that you have has then gone on for generations as well. I try to help them. I try to give them funny recipes, old recipes of my grandmother. <laughs> I was going to ask, do they still come to you for advice? Oh, yes, they do. They do. Which I'm very, I think I'm very lucky. Because they do come, sit down with me in the kitchen for a cup of coffee or tea, anything, you know, or a bottle of wine, <laughs> which is better. <laughs> we discuss a lot of things, a lot of, you know. I always give the same advice. Go down to the level. It's not because I am a grandmother, be grumpy or, or, or say, oh, no, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. No, go down to the level so that they will be your friends, and they will come to you. That's why I'm lucky, because they'll come to me, and they sit down with me and have a chat, you know, and talk about anything, anything. But, as I'm telling you, I never say, oh, no, no, that's not, we don't do it. Then, when the time comes, I will tell them, that is not good. Try to avoid that. Try not to do that. But in a nice way, in a friendly way, as if I'm their friend, not their grandmother. You know what I mean? But there's a, um, an advantage of being a grandmother or a great-grandmother over being a mother, because you have that distance. I can remember my own grandmother being so gentle with me, even when she disciplined me, because she, she had that patience. Very lucky. It's supposed to be like that, honestly. I tell everybody, be like that with your children, with your grandchildren. Go down to the level, laugh with them. Say funny jokes, naughty jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so if you had your family coming, what is the kind of things that you, Rita, would cook now? What are, what are your favorites? Well, Saturday is an open day for me. They come. It's an open day. Who wants to come over will come for lunch. When it's uh, fully booked, fully booked. <laughs> well, the menu has always changed. I try to please everybody every other week. Who likes this? Who likes that? Who likes that? So I try to make everybody happy. But is there something that you cook that makes you happy? Oh, timpana perhaps is the one that I make for Christmas, which they like. I always have them all at home for Christmas. Hang on a second. You have the whole family yes. at you yes. for Christmas? at my house. Rita, you're 94. How do you have everybody at your house for Christmas? But that comes down to, again, you have this passion for cooking and you have this passion for family. But people like me might shy away from cooking. In fact, I do. I'm a little bit frightened of it because I'm frightened of getting things wrong. Yeah. So what would you tell me as advice? Don't panic. Don't look at your watch. Be calm. Try and please everybody. Don't panic. If you panic in such situations, you lose everything. I mean, for Christmas, you know, it's such a big number. 
we take off all the furniture from the living room. I hire chairs, we hire chairs. I don't have chairs enough <laughs> to put them sitting down. <laughs> but there's a big but. They help me a lot. They help me. I, I can't say I do it alone. Even when we are ready from lunch, 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 tea, we sit at table and we stay at table. <laughs> Let's move on to the current focus in helping others. Because you have been described recently, and this comes back to you being a mother, a strong woman from Valletta, mother to 11 children, grandmother to 30 children, and great-grandmother to 15 children. Rita has helped 35 vulnerable children under the age of five through Homestart. So what is Homestart, and where does this passion to help come from? First and foremost, who told you about me, about Homestart and the Poch? Who told you? Rita, if you Google <laughs> you I'm on a, the internet, it's everywhere. I am a person. I want to help, but I hate showing off. But you know, I don't know whether you are understanding me. I do understand you, except that in this series, we talk to women. And one of the things that has become very clear is that seeing role models help other people means that other women may be inclined to do the same thing. So I think it's important. Which, which I, I honestly t tell everybody, if you can help, help. Well, one day, I was in the kitchen on my own. I was cooking, you know. I said, my God, how boring, always the same, you know. In my kitchen, in front of the sink, washing cups. And, and uh, I said, I have to do something. I need to go out and do something. So I started voluntary work with Dartal Providenza in Arlaxi up there. And said, yeah. that's where I started it. From there, then I went to a porch and helping families and going to cook for them, which I enjoyed, and helping them with cleaning the things, you know, helping anything, whatever, whatever comes along. You know, if you open the fridge and you see it a bit untidy, I'm a very fussy person, I'm afraid. <laughs> so, you know, I used to, do you mind? I used to tell them, let me, can I organize you? Sort of things like that. And they loved it, absolutely loved it. And that was it. And then from there, then I started, you know. Yes, with a porch, home start with Jackie. She pushed me a lot to do it, you know. And I'm happy about it. For example, today, I don't know how many dishes of macaroni I've done. And they came, they took them home. And you feel satisfaction that you're helping somebody, doing something good. And I advise people, you know, to help, try and help. There's a lot, a lot of need of helping people. There are a lot of families who need help, hidden, because some of them are shy. Some families don't talk. So you have to go and see with your own eyes when you see certain things, you know. Honestly, I, I advise people, if you have time, go and help. Did you see over the pandemic that things got worse for families as well. Yes. It's been yes. tough. Yes. Uh, for me, it's a blow with the families, you know. There is no more bonding. You are a woman who obviously believes very strongly in 
family. Yes. What is the secret for a family? Because right now we are continually challenged as a society. But what is the secret? Because everything has changed. Absolutely. It's not the same. Children are more demanding. The more they have, the more they want. You know, I had eight boys. And I used to have a lot of cars, you know, these tiny cars. And we used to go down to the ferries and sort of they start, Mommy, buy cars. Yes, you have at home. Let's go and buy from home. You have a lot at home. We don't need more. You don't even have the place for them. But nowadays they buy them. The word no does not exist in a nice way. They give them everything, which I personally don't agree. You're spoiling your children because when they grow up, perhaps they won't be able to keep their children in the same position the parents kept them. Perhaps the husband doesn't earn enough, so they will expect that the husband will do the same as mommy and daddy did. So that's not right. Today, children are spoiled. And I'm saying that from experience. I don't call that love by giving them everything, whatever they want. Then there are families that can't afford it either. Well, I had 11 of them. And I I say the honest truth. I couldn't afford everything like like their friends had. But I don't know whether young people today agree with me, you know. They like spoiling their children. You go and open the wardrobe, you find clothes hanging with the labels still not used. Isn't that mad? Well, I never did that in my life, never. I never did it and I couldn't afford it, to say the truth. I don't like going around the bush, the truth. I couldn't do it, I couldn't afford it. But they never went out dirty, they never went out with the clothes. How should I say? They always looked good, thank God. Do you have any other secrets to a successful family, apart from not spoiling your children? Anything else that was very important to you? In the family? Yeah. Table. The table. If you can't sit at table at lunchtime, all the family, make it a, a point that once a day you sit at table together. That is very important, the table. Today and a table... My grandchildren at my table, you're not to come with, with a phone or, or this one. I hate it with a passion. It's, that's the time to meet at table, to talk, to say jokes, laugh. Lately, I went to a restaurant. To go to a restaurant nowadays, it's a lot of money, as everybody knows. You spend a lot of money. And there was a couple. Honestly, I'm telling you, if they said one word, <laughs> they said a lot. Both of them... A table, and it was honestly horrible for me to see that scene. That scene, both of them eating, one hand with the, with the call it in the hand, and, and with the other one eating. No, that's not the way of living. We were better off. There are certain things which I agree today, but these things I can't take them, and they make me very nervous. You know, and another thing nowadays, I wastage. There is a lot, a lot of wastage, which I don't allow in my house. Wastage with regards to what? Food. With food. They take a lot. If you want more, ask for more. 
go help yourself again. But you don't put it in your plate and then you go and throw it away. When you know that there are people who have no food. And I know, even in Malta, even in Malta. So that makes me livid, angry, and I tell them, I don't keep it for myself, you know, and the parents will be there, and I tell them. It is a reality. We are living in this era like that nowadays. No, which I don't agree. Let's move that a little bit away from family and talk about women. Because in 2021, younger and older women are faced with so many demands. Definitely. So what is your advice, not just to families, but specifically to women, based on your rich and colourful wealth of experience that you've had over the past 94 years? What would you have to say to women? I saw... A tremendous, tremendous change in everything, in everything. In clothes, wastage of clothes, a certain type of clothes, which I don't agree. I used to tell my children, and now I'm telling it to my grandchildren, before you go out, go in front of the mirror, see what you're wearing. I'm not a type of person that I like to pass remarks, you know, and interfere. But as I told you before, how should I put it? We're watching television, for example, after lunch in the living room, and the picture comes on television. And I try to pinpoint that girl who is wearing all these funny things. And I tell them, what do you think about that? Do you like it? Do you like how she's, what she's wearing? Don't you think it's not good for you to wear that and go out? That's the way I try to transmit these things to them, not giving it a... How should I put it? And all the sort of, you know, first and foremost, it's not my business because they have their parents. But I like to transmit it to them, you know, because I wouldn't like to see members of my family this sort of thing, you know, which we see a lot today. Apart from fashion, which has changed, and clothing, which has changed, what other changes have you seen? What other things change? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine me. Telling my parents, Mom, I'm going to Gozo for the weekend with my boyfriend. Oh, my God. Oh, my. I wouldn't even dream. I wouldn't dream of doing that. That was not done. Going to Gozo for the weekend. They do it. They do it nowadays. I'm sure you know about it. Nothing new. Is it new? And they go on holiday with the boyfriend or the girlfriend. That was not allowed. I wouldn't even dream of doing that. <laughs> Times have changed a lot. Yeah. When I started going out with my husband, he was 10 years older than me, to the day. On the 23rd of December, I was 21, he was 31. <laughs> and we used to sit, used to come every day home to my mother's house, you know. And we used to sit in the living room, eh, on the sofa. And if he put his hand, put it there, <laughs> we had a poodle. <laughs> and this poodle used to bark at him. <laughs> so there, you see my mother coming to see what happened. <laughs> what I'm telling you, 
to the to this, you know, today you don't hear about this thing. That's what I'm telling you. Today they go to Gozo, they go abroad. Times have changed for me. Ninety four, everything has changed. But you have to accept it. If you don't accept it, you lose them. As I told you before, you lose them. But if they come and tell me we're going to Gozo, we're going abroad, go enjoy it. But but then they start laughing. But I tell them, behave. So what good advice would you give to young or older women today to be happy, to be fulfilled? In the middle. Don't exaggerate. Don't, don't, don't be too, too harsh with them. Try to talk to them. Try to go down to the level. Try to explain the consequences if something happened. You know what I mean. It's not a joke today. And one last question for you, Rita. You are a role model for no, women. No, 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 no. No? No, 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 no. No, no. I'm a mother like everybody. I'm a grandmother. A normal. I always try to do my very best. Don't go over the border. And that's it. Rita Diakono, thank you so much for being with us. Whether you agree with me that you're a role model or not, I'm going to say that you are just because you are extremely inspiring and also incredibly humble and still helping and making a difference at 94. Rita, thank you so much for being on Empowered. Thank you for asking me, which I don't deserve.